Folks, welcome. It is the Heinz 57 episode of The Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Steve DiMaselli. And who am I, Steve? You're Kevin. So, we're going to do something a touch different. Uh, we've been kind of doing this where you eat last week thing. But, but last week, um, Steve and I were both traveling. So we're going to go to rename this segment, at least for this week, Where'd You Travel To? Uh, Steve, why don't you kick it off for us? So in in all fairness, I am I, I'm not back yet. Like, you're back in Pittsburgh. Um, I am still, uh, I'm still in Florida. So I, I was in Jacksonville last week, uh, and I'm actually in the Villages this week. So I'm... Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's been uh it's you the, know, it's the senior the senior citizen facility, very I'll, nice. I'll tell you what though, it is cheap as hell to drink down here. That's that's all I'm going to say about this senior citizen facility. It is not yeah. um yeah, it's uh you can go to town on uh on on $30 of of uh, down here. So it's uh I you know, I, it's it's a wild wild bars. place. All the bars close at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you got to get your drink in early, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, Florida's the state of happy hour. Like, let's be honest. I mean, the drinking in this state is generally done by six thirty. Like, you're you're in the bag, especially in the villages. You're you're canned if if you haven't uh if if you're a single man in the villages and you haven't picked up your. Uh, your honey for the evening. You're you're digging deep by uh, by eight o'clock. That's for sure. So it's it's getting real that, rough. That's Matlock hour. <laughs> it is. So I'm in the villages. Okay. Well, I got back from uh, Long Beach, California, and when we landed, um, they were recovering from getting six to eight inches of rain. So there was about 5 million gallons of raw sewage being dumped into the Long Beach Harbor. Uh, I felt like I was right back at work. I felt like I hadn't left. And then on Thursday, you were probably a veteran of this, but I am not. I had my first earthquake. Oh. Now, okay. it was a, quote, quote only 4.5. Okay. Um, and apparently they don't really sweat it too much until it hits about 5. Sure. Uh, the kids and I did not feel it. We were in the hotel pool. Um, my wife was at her conference a couple blocks away at the convention center and there was like a low rumble that, that was felt throughout the facility. So I guess the hotel had some good seismic retrofits. Um, but yeah, between a flood and an earthquake, I was just kind of waiting for the locusts to descend. Sure. Um, but we had a lot of great meals. Oh yeah. Uh, I, don't think that they're going to be a sponsor anytime soon, so I'm going to just shout out Taco Masa for free. And uh, our favorite was a beachside restaurant called Gaucho Beach, um, right by the Long Beach Harbor there. I think it was called Shoreline Village. Um, both were great meals. We had a lot of other street tacos, and I drank so much horchata, I think my urine is 5% cinnamon now. Um, the rest so is yeah, sugar. Yes, in condensed milk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we had a great time. 
and uh, taking a red eye out and a red eye back with oh. little kids is rough. Um, yeah, I was kind of like a zombie. I didn't sleep for about 36 yeah. hours, I guess. So, yeah, it's, that sucked. Yeah, it, yeah, continental red eyes are not great, especially no. when you have a layover in Chicago. <laughs> That's real tough. Um, yeah, it, yeah, we did know. we did it. We did it nonstop, so there was that. But yeah, so I had no, um, I had no red eyes, but I had plenty of atmospheric rivers. Um, the huge difference is um, Oregon is more naturally equipped uh, to handle the kind of drainage that comes with an atmospheric river. I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed that you were weren't out there for that because I actually wanted to talk to you to see what you what you thought about it. Cause it's, it's real friggin' intense. It's a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if it was like me personally, just by myself, I would have been all over that shit. I mean, you know that that's like, yeah. that's my jam. Uh, but yeah, it was, I think I read, uh, I want to say it was like 13 trillion gallons yeah. of water were dumped in California. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, it was wild not even remotely surprised by that so um yeah but yeah it, it's it, it you know i don't want to just this isn't going to be an atmospheric river podcast we're not going in that direction now but i want to be very clear about that but my it, wife it could be my wife just happened to be traveling the first year when we got hit by both of the atmospheric rivers so she actually it took her a full year before she got hit by one um, so like she left and went back to Pittsburgh for various reasons. Um, and, and so it, it is kind of funny, but it, you know, she only experienced them the second year, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's kind of just pouring rain for days. Like it's, yeah. it's nuts. Yep. Well, um, much like an atmospheric river, there's the atmospheric sadness of being a Pirates fan. Mm. Um, and you know, we're we're we've been kind of pretty chill about it. I want to say, um, I think we've both been biding our time, just letting it play out. Try not to, um, try not to freak out about what's this off season. But uh, pitchers and catchers reported yesterday, and. The Pirates have made some moves, which we're going to get into this week. But they probably haven't made enough moves, um, especially to make up for the early part of the offseason where they lost Endy and Johan Oviedo for the season. Um, they may have found an Endy replacement in terms of roster spot type in Yasmandi Grandal, uh, which he's a name. But he was a name that was last good in 2021, much like the rest of our country. Um, it's been a rough couple years for my man, but it sure seems like this might be a signal about Henry Davis. So do you want to talk about Grandall? Do you want to talk about Davis? Do you want to talk about both? Do you want to talk about atmospheric rivers? I'll let you have the floor. So... It's pretty wild. I mean, like, it just starts, like, so it's it starts raining on a Friday. and it, No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so, yeah, like, so 
Grandel. Um, so I think I agree with you that it 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 seems to. I think going through this whole off season, I think it was like okay, Davis is a shoe in to at least make the team as a catcher. And I think what this signing does, like, obviously he's going to be the guy. I mean, he's going to be the guy that is catching and probably disappoints Pirates fans. Although, you know, because he is a bigger name, I don't think that people are going to just automatically assume that he's going to be a hot mess, um, unlike Hedges, who people just sort of, like, hated from the start. Um, People are at least, like, you know, indifferent towards Grandal at this point, you know, probably leaning towards liking it because at least he's a guy that they've heard of that, you know, routinely hits with a, you know, uh, with a higher than 600 OPS, you know, although he might be pushing that this year. Um, You know, catching defense is not a priority for the fan base. Uh, You know, so I I think it sounds like based on that and comments from Shelton, it sounds like he's going to be the guy at catcher. Um, and that's, that's fine. Um, you know, but I, I think that there's, I think what it, what this signing does is it gives them the option to option Davis if they choose to at the beginning of the season. And, and, and I think that that's a, a very, very strong possibility. I think that there's a much, I think there's still a better chance that Davis makes the roster than delay. But I think that that's only because he has the chance of 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 making it as an outfielder as well. I think that Delay is more likely to be the backup catcher because he's at least got you know he's defensively sound and has you know shown that he can hit a little bit at the major league level. Um, and truth be told, Delay might be the best catcher on the roster this year. I don't think Delay's bad. We've both talked about him. He's yep. not he's not bad. There's nothing wrong with delay. I don't love him as a starter like your 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 two out of three day guy, but there's yep. nothing wrong with delay. Yeah, there was there seems to be like a real disconnect on Jason Delay among I'll call it the mainstream pirates audience, which I don't even know what that is anymore because uh, there was a lot of slap and tickle fighting going on this week. It's weird. Uh, Twitter's real weird. It's, it's it's super weird. But, you know, Delay, he gave you an 82 weighted runs created plus. Okay. That's 18% below average. It's fine for a catcher. But it's fine for a catcher, and it's fine for your backup catcher. Um, he, he, he ended up, because of his good defense... He ended up with a 1.1 war. Yeah. Again, you're not going to necessarily win a championship with that, but that's not a guy I'm worried about, uh, especially worried about upgrading. There's a lot of upgrading you can do on this team, both small and minor, or excuse me, small and major. But I'm not like, oh man, you know what's going to really snap this team back into place is if we get a better backup than Jason DeLay. Mm-hmm. At, but there, there's some like mean guy hate out there for Jason Delay on the on the webs. Yeah, I, so, I think this was almost an upgrade in terms of optics. Like, uh, you know, this this is a guy that's a known commodity, and and you know we can't go into the start of the season with Jason Delay as the guy, uh, and we really can't with Davis either because he's probably not ready. 
you know, especially not mm-hmm. behind the plate. Uh, so, you know, so like I said, this is kind of, I almost feel like, so, at, you know, he, I mean, we forget that Jason DeLay started the season in the minors last year and then got promoted mm-hmm. to obviously the, def, you know, the the clear choice at, as as the backup catcher. So this year, I, he's going to come in as the clear choice for the backup catcher. I think by the end of the season, he'll have claimed the starting catching job, and I don't think it'll be really particularly close. Like I think he'll be, I think he'll be doing the bulk of the catching unless Davis really figures things out well enough that the Pirates put a lot of trust in him as the you know two out of three day catcher. So let me ask you this. Let's say that Davis does go to AAA and, you know, works on his reps down there as a catcher. Isn't that a massive indictment, which you and I were pretty much talking about quite a bit last summer? Isn't that an indictment on the Pirates at the major league level last year for in the second half of the year, especially after Hedges was mercifully put out of his misery, uh, became a World Series champ? But... After he was traded, why would you not give Jason or excuse geez, Henry Davis reps behind the plate in in, in another losing season? I think you know. I think because you're already trying to give Andy reps, so I mean, I think that's part of the issue. Like you, he's he's the clear catcher of the future at this point. So you want to prioritize his time behind the dish in the majors. I think that. Delay was also better, but I agree with you. There, there should have been some, some of that should have happened last year. And I think it was just, um, just a complete misplay in terms of the development of, of Davis. But I also think that it probably would have made sense to maybe send him back down to the minors if you weren't going to play him at the major league level. I think that would have made more sense than just sort of jamming him in the right field and letting him kind of embarrass himself with, you know, balls going between his legs and whatnot. Okay, well, that's that's fine. And I, I will ride with you on that one. So now that you have Yasmani Grandal, you have Jason DeLay, and you still have Ali Sanchez kind of kicking around, then why are we even trying to make the make the illusion that Henry Davis is a catcher then. I if think next year, if next year Andy's coming back, hopefully uh, you could still run Andy and delay. Sure. And, and Davis never has to see the tools of ignorance anymore. He could just be a, make him your first baseman, right fielder, DH kind of guy. So is that good value for a one, one? Probably not, but you got to get something out of him. So his upside's much higher if they can find a way to get him to catch at least even a third of the time. You know, like of course. he's so much more valuable to the team if he can be the backup catcher. Because the reality mm-hmm. of it is, is if they can slide him in behind Andy, they can trade Delay, and De- Delay's actually worth a thing or two at this point. Like he would return, you know, he would he would return some value because of his control and the fact that he does produce at a one more level. Like, you know, a team that needs a backup catcher, especially at like the trade deadline, I, I think would be happy to have Jason DeLay. You know, a team that's starting a yeah. rebuild, 
Um, you know, I think would love to have a guy like Jason DeLay because he really stabilizes the position. Like, you're not going to go out there and embarrass yourself if he's your two out of three day starter. Um, and But at the same time, if you find somebody who's better as you move into competition as a rebuilding team, uh, he's a fi- he's an, obviously we've he's an, a very good backup, you know. So um, I think that. I, so I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think you give up on the ghost for uh, for Henry as a catcher. I, again, I, I said this a number of times, you know, I've watched Henry Davis a good amount in the minors, and I don't really, I don't see the like, this like negativity about him as a catcher, a defensive catcher. Like, I mean, is he as good as maybe Endy or, or DeLay? Like, no, probably not. But like, there's nothing glaringly bad about him. Like, I mean, I, I lived through Ryan Domit, who was a glaringly right. bad catcher. Like, glaringly right. bad catcher. Um, you know, I, that's... He, that, can't, yeah. he can't be worse than Ryan Domit. No. And right now, unfortunately, where his bat played in the majors, it's not going to work at right field or first base. Like he's he's a he's a quad a right fielder or first baseman at this point, especially given how poor his his defense is in right field. Um, you know, and, and I mean, I would imagine, you know, you know, based on the reasons, some of the reasons why to me, you know, um, he struggled in right field. I would imagine it's not going to get any better for him. Those sorts of things, those those problems are only going to be exacerbated at first base. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I still think that that's the right course. I think that Grandal gives them the opportunity to get him reps and to keep him in, um, you know, to, to, to keep him as a, at least a part-time catcher. And I think that's fine. You part-time catcher, part-time right fielder, it's fine. I think that's a that's a good um, you know, maybe he DHs some, you know, once uh once Kutch is done, but yeah, I I think it's uh I, but he's not going to get that. Way. He I don't think it doesn't seem like they want to give him reps in the major in the majors at catcher or at least they didn't last year. Maybe after a spring training they'll be willing to give him some, but I, I like I said, I think he's I think Delay's more likely to go to break camp as the backup, and I think he's, you know, might be more likely to make the roster, but it's mostly because he has a lot more positional versatility at this point. Mm-hmm. So, the, uh, as as we alluded to, the Pirates, they could still probably use a starting pitcher. Um, I know there are options in terms of, like, names, but man, that rotation just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence right now. Um, so that caused the Pirates Twitter rumor sphere to activate. And then Jason Mackey sort of confirmed a rumor that Pirates and Marlins are having some trade talks. And it came down to two names. Uh, one was Jesus Lazardo, which, yeah, let's let's talk about dumping some prospects for that guy. And Edward Cabrera, which caused me to wonder, am I taking crazy pills, to quote the great Zoolander movie? Because there were a lot of pirate fans thirsting over Edward Cabrera. And Steve, you got to tell me, 
why in the world are so many people excited about this turd? Because he's somebody else's turd right now, and he could be the Pirates. He hasn't been proven to be an ineffective turd with the Pirates. So, but the moment that yeah. the first time that he goes out there and walks in a run after, you know, on, on his seventh walk of the game or whatever he did on like one outing this year, like as soon as he does that, people are going to like turn on him in a heartbeat. Like Cabrera is a weird situation because he's coming off, he's coming off of a decent year. You know, I mean, he's coming off of like a fourth pitcher year, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's not coming off of a, a, a I, this is a guy that is, um, you know, um, th- that's going to like all of a sudden slide into the top two of your rotation, you know, which is what the Pirates need. The Pirates don't need another back end of the rotation guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they have. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, let me just for, for the for the listener out there. Um, his surface stats, 424 uh, ERA. 443 FIP, which means he basically is what he is. That was good for one war. Um, My rule of six is you take a person's war and subtract it from six, and that's what level starter they are. So that is a fifth starter. Um, Okay, Pirates have a lot of those. Two years prior, he was a 0.3 war and a negative 0.4 war. And it's mostly because he has a huge control issue. Um... First off, he only pitched 99 and two-thirds innings last year. He is a strikeout guy, 10.66 per nine, which translates to 27% uh, K percentage, which is excellent. Thank yeah. you. We'll take that. But he had a 5.96 walks per nine, which translates to a 15.2 walk percentage. Uh, that is atrocious. Um, either way you look at it, whether it's per nine or the, the percentage. And, and for me, it's the innings and the walk rate that I can't, I can't get past. I mean, what are we doing here? It, I would much rather try to polish up our own turd, as you said, in the Contreras Ortiz, uh, Hydra than trade any sort of asset for a guy that I don't think is an upgrade over either of those two guys. The thing of it is, is he did have a better year last year. And I think that's what people are fixated on. You know, um, I, I agree with you, though. I think Ortiz and Contreras have the same upside as Cabrera. I mean, I think I, I think both of those guys have a shot at rebounding and becoming a, a top to middle of the rotation starter you know they they both have the tools if they recover the velocity that they lost last year uh, i think they can do it i mean uh, you know ortiz still has his uh his issues with the changeup, and i mean uh, cabrera might actually have one of the better change-ups in the game right now in in fairness i mean like that that that's just a filthy sick disgusting bitch um but you know i i mean so there's there's a difference there so uh, Cabrera might have a better chance of reaching that upside, but, uh, you know, I, I think I agree with you. It's, it's why, why use assets to acquire an asset that's similar to what you have, because he could also completely flame out and end up in the bullpen, you know, the same as Ortiz, you know, um, don't get me wrong. I think 
I think you, you know, I mean, I think both of those guys could be really, really good, you know, bullpen options, but the Pirates really don't need to be thinking like that at this point. Their bullpen's kind of stacked at the moment. Now, I would, I would do some, not unspeakable things, but I'd do some things that made me feel a little bit ashamed in order to get Jesus Lazardo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would, I would definitely be willing to talk about any non-skeens prospect for Luzardo. Uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he still has three years of uh, ARB control because yes, he's correct. a super, super, super two. Uh, three years of that, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to part with, you know, name your, your package of top two top ten guys and a guy in the, in the top 20, you know. There have been some packages bandied about. Uh, Braxton Ashcraft. Yeah. Shim with a little bit of G1 Bay sprinkled in, which, okay. Uh, yeah. I think, I you know, obviously people are going to talk about Termar. Everyone wants to sub in Nick Gonzalez, myself included. But, yeah, I would I would talk about anybody aside from Skeens if it meant getting Luzardo, including uh, Jared Jones and Solo Meadow. Because Luzardo is the bird in the hand, and those guys are the bird in the bush. So the the packages that you're throwing around are the ones that the people were talking about for Kurt Barrera, which I thought was just like sicko Twitter stuff. You know, like two top ten oh, prospects yeah. for for Cabrera is like that's giving away crap for I don't know whatever it's it's you know it's it's like it's like a charity for the Marlins in my humble opinion. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I love, I, you know, I, I think Shim has the chance to be a top 100 player at the end of this season. I'd, I'd hate to lose him, like, especially at his current value. Like, I, I, I don't mind the idea of parting with him, but not now. <laughs> you know, like, let's let's let yeah. him max out his value. So in that way, they can trade him for, you know, a, an, you know, the, theoretically, maybe, you know, trade him for an elite rental or, you know, a guy with, like, two years of control uh, as, as part of a package, like, next year when his value is higher. Like, Shim's, like, Shim to me is a potentially, like, elite talent, um, you know, uh, and, and, and in terms of a prospect. And, again, I'm not opposed to parting ways with him, but I'd like to sort of see how he plays out at this point. I don't want to, like, just give him away an A-ball. Um, you know, Ashcraft and Jiwon Bay, I, that would, to me... It, by itself, I think that would be a fine package for Cabrera. But again, I don't even want to give that up for him, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, Lizardo's not going to be cheap if that's what it comes down to. And and he might be the guy that they're actually talking about um, because it's not like Mackie named names. You know, Mackie was like, they're talking to the Marlins. Um, you know, so it could be it could be Cabrera. It could be Lizardo. Um who knows? I mean, honestly, I, you know, he's obviously, he's not going to say one way or the other. Um, but man, did pirates Twitter go just absolutely crazy. I I've seen, I've seen some just unhinged stuff on there the last couple of days. Um, you know, including a guy that kind of, that may have gotten it wrong, like basically quitting Twitter. Did you see that one? Yeah. What a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to like go, God, I'm, uh, is Gen X becoming the next boomer? Is that? I don't know, man. I, I can't. I, I can't remember. You're you're millennial, right? I am. Yeah, I'm. We, I'm just over the line. Okay. 
Okay. So you're an, you're an elder millennial. Correct. Yes. Um, I have a, I've got, I got a house cheap, you know, so. Yeah. But you know, here I am, Gen X, I'm going to be that cranky old guy. It's like, you got to toughen up, son. Uh, you put something stupid out on Twitter. Welcome to the other right. 38 million users. Uh, it wasn't like you killed anybody and it wasn't yeah. like the rumor did anything that people really give a crap about 24 hours later. Um, yeah, there's some soft, soft people this week. Uh, that being said, I've broken news in the past. And until that news is confirmed by someone else, it is a very uncomfortable feeling, or at least it was for me having only done it like I, I've only ever done it once or twice. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I guess the reality of it is you need to have higher stand. If you're going to break news or try to break news or promote rumors, like you need to have higher standards for what you're going to break that news based upon. You know, it doesn't sound like this guy has that high of standards, you know. Um, I mean, but you don't have to quit Twitter. You know, maybe you just lay low for a little bit, you know. Like, I don't yeah. I don't really get that, you know. So, um, just, just, be a, just be a creeper in the background like the rest of us, you know. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, that's basically what, what I am at this point, you know. I occasionally yeah. tweet something out about Duquesne's or, or Duquesne's or, like, quote tweet some nonsense you know um like a, a, about like public transit or something like that like my duquesne followers like give a crap about that you know but yeah um you know it's uh yeah i mean it's uh it, just a weird 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 week i mean like and i was honestly like that was the thing when i saw the cabrera rumors i was trying to get them back to the source and I couldn't do it. Like, that's when I see something like that, a rumor on the internet, I try to get it as far, like, I try to go back as far as I can on Twitter to, like, see where it originated from. And it just seemed like it came out of Elon Musk's, like, just, you know, digital asshole. Like, so I, I don't know, oh, oh, like, God. <laughs> I don't know where. Oh it came from like it just it just appeared uh, you know maybe this guy's the guy that like like pushed it maybe it was just like the Mackie tweet and people went sort of buck wild on it and were like all right i'm gonna you know this is a cryptic tweet and i'm just gonna basically like fill in the missing pieces of information which is not which is problematic but it's also not something that's uncommon in this day and age it, it would be wild if that was like Mackie had a burner <laughs> and that was like his burner persona. Oh my god! Like he made, like he made up his own rumor and then just like bitched out on it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything uh, like pressing pirate related that you think we missed this week? Because I have a, I just kind of want to give a, a shout out to someone here. Oh, if you don't? Yeah, I know where you're going to go with this, but you know. We haven't even talked about this, but pitchers and catchers reported, you know, that's not really all that important. It's just a bunch of people throwing balls at one another, you know, at this yeah, point. Yeah, and they're, so, everybody's in the best shape of their life. Did you Everybody's in the best shape of their life. I, I was going to, I was, I, I'm, I'm in Florida right now for the purposes. I was like, I'm going to go down after like once pitchers and catchers report. But then I'm like, 
you know, all of these like shots of people that I see of of people doing bullpens and stuff like that, it's always people with press passes. Like, I don't know what as a, a, a member of the public I can actually see at Pirate City right now. So I'm not going to even bother driving the two hours down there tomorrow like I was like originally planning. Um, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll feel inspired in the morning. So I thought we could close the show by saying congratulations to uh, someone that we obviously care very much about, and that's Alex Stumpf. Uh, he rose from the the dregs of writing for two weirdos like us. Um, he wrote for uh, Dejan for a while, and when that uh, ran its course as predicted, he was able to secure the MLB.com job is the pirates beat writer uh that in and of itself is amazing and i want to congratulate him for that but if you step back and think about it he's the number two writer of baseball in pittsburgh now yeah it's it's mackie and then alex stump and we used to pay him I mean, like i'm not going to even say what we paid him because it was insulting what we paid him but i think um, one week i I think one week I paid him in chili cheese Fritos. I think I, that's a really good com- that's a good compensation package. I never even got paid chili yeah. cheese Fritos to write for T Pop. We just kind of, I just did it sort of for goodwill and like let's let's just keep this some bitch going. I I think I mostly wrote to just escape your wrath. Like when you were yes. expecting an article and I I didn't quite get get there. Like I just couldn't quite mm-hmm. get something on on paper. Like I think yes. that was the main reason. Like I just. It was really. You wrote out of. It was consequence aversion. Like, that's why yes. I, I wrote out of fear. Yes, he at least got paid he, a little bit, or got Cheetos, or excuse me, not Cheetos, Fritos. Yeah, he, but you actually just described a lot of the engineers that that work work at my office. Mm. That's how I motivate is through fear. So, no. um, yeah, I'm a lot of fun. So, uh, it, it's. It's really amazing. Uh, I, I've said this many times on Twitter, and I think I've probably mentioned it once or twice here. Uh, I am happy with what T-Pop did. We wrote a lot of great articles. But at the end of the day, the thing that I am most proud of is Alex. Um, yeah. And watching him grow and progress, and I mean... As long as nothing gets weird, Alex Stumpf is going to be a Hall of Fame voter yeah. in a few years. And that is crazy. That is wild. Do you think we have any influence there? Do we can, Do you think we can oh, uh, sit him down? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, we should have yeah. got him on the um, podcast before now. Like I just feel like yeah. now he's outgrown even even an appearance, even the thought of an appearance on on this podcast at this point. You know what? I, I might call a chip in. I told him we're gonna have lunch when he gets back from Florida, so mm. I'll hit him up for that. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I, we'll go. You'll you'll uh, you'll trick him. You'll be like, let's let's have lunch, mm-hmm. and then there there will be me, you, and my computer, and we'll just sit him down and we'll. <laughs> We got some shit to record if you want this cheeseburger. Like, that's the way step, it's going to be. Step into my office. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat, Alex? Just Tell us all Chris the Hansen. inside information. 
how much money is Bob Nutty really making? Like, oh, so that's uh, that's a good way to close the show, I think. Yeah, I do too. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, and next week there will be some more pirate news, and hopefully another pitcher. I'm Kevin Cray. I'm Steve D. Maselli.